secret business ninja knowledge is not the reality of what you need to be a good business owner. It's, it's not like, oh, I go to get my MBA and now I know the secret buttons to push on the calculator that are going to make my business flourish. Yeah. Guess what, Bernie? There's no secret buttons on the calculator. Welcome to the GrowAbility Podcast, your home for leadership, management, and marketing education, where we teach business and nonprofit leaders how to flourish in life and work. How can you tell if you're a good business owner? Do you have a happy customer, a happy team, and a happy wallet? What about a happy soul? This is part one of a two-part series, Are You a Good Business Owner? Here are your hosts, Joshua McLeod and Bernie Anderson. Joshua, I think today's topic is, is really interesting, and I'll tell you why. There are certain personalities, and I think there are certain seasons in life where we feel like I am in over my head. I am doing stuff that I have not been trained to do. I probably shouldn't even be here. And yeah. I'm a fake. Am I good enough here? Am I yeah. Am I actually up to snuff here? And and so we're going to be talking today a little bit about how, how do I know if I'm a good business owner? If you haven't felt like an imposter, you probably haven't taken enough risk in your life. Yeah. Because how do you possibly grow or do something valuable without throwing yourself out there? Maybe maybe imposters are really people who never try. <laughs> so maybe we got to reframe the, the whole imposter syndrome question. Right. But I really like this topic. What does it mean to be a good business owner? I work a lot of times with professionals like, like a medical professional, a doctor, or yeah. somebody who has a very high skill set in maybe it's an architect, maybe it's a lawyer, maybe it's somebody that is really, really gifted at the thing that they went to school for, the thing that they have mastery in. And now I have to go and balance my QuickBooks. And I'm like, I've never done this before. I don't know right. what I'm doing. And so you might feel like, well, I'm not really a good business owner because I don't know what I don't know. Yeah. And so I, I don't have another 12 years to go back to school and get my MBA in business. And um, so what an important thing to really define and sort of frame the conversation around. What does it mean to actually be a good business owner? Yeah. So the three critical ingredients, I think if you're going to if you're going to say, hey, how do I know that I'm not an imposter as a business owner? Yeah. There's three fundamental ingredients. Number one is you have to have a happy customer. If your customer is not happy, you're not a good business owner. Number two is to have a happy team. If your team is not happy, you're not a good business owner unless you have the wrong team. And number three is a happy wallet. If your business isn't making money, it's not a business, it's a hobby. But then you said, well, there's one more ingredient that is maybe even more important. What was that? ingredient that you said. I think you also need to have a happy soul. To be a good business owner, you need to be in a place where your relationships are where they should be, where you're clear on your purpose and, you know, where you're actually getting the kind of of refreshment that you need to be everything that you were created to be. Yeah. Many entrepreneurs are overachievers, type A winners. They want to go out and and get the job done. And it's easy to forget that we are human beings and not just human doings. 
Yeah. If if I look at I have a happy customer and I have a happy team and I have a happy wallet, but I still don't feel like everything's great. Well, maybe you don't have a happy soul. Maybe there's mm-hmm. some self-care or taking care of your own outlook on life and things that you need to really look at. Right. Well, let's let's break that down a little bit. We we teach all of our clients at Growability that you need to have a customer-centric business. What makes a happy customer? So for a, a happy customer, you have value, you have price, and then you have consistency. If I'm a good business owner, I will have a customer who is purchasing or acquiring my product or service at a price that they feel is reasonable. And then it's a consistent delivery. The value is consistent. If I go get my hair cut one day and it looks great, a couple months later, I go and get it cut again and it looks terrible. Well, there's no consistency in that. You've got value, you've got price, and you've got consistency that are kind of filters that you can ask yourself, hey, maybe I'm dropping the ball on value because Mm -hmm. I was trying to increase my profit margin and I didn't put enough into the product or the R&D or the delivery schedule, or maybe our prices are too low uh, to get the right kind of customers that we need for our business, or maybe they're too high and they're cost prohibitive to get customers to come and use our products or service. And then are we really good even on our worst day? Like when I think about excellence in a business, the question is, if you're sick and half of your people call out, are you still able to provide good service? Like, are you good even on your worst day? That's how you know that you have real consistent excellence that you can provide to your to your client. I love that. It's really a golden rule thing, isn't it? Do unto mm-hmm. others. Put yourself in the customer place and say, all right, would this experience be something that I would love. I think, and I would even say that that's where you start, but the the only, the challenge there or the danger there is if you only think through the lens of how you see things, rather than get outside of your head and put on the filter of how does everybody else view these things. So getting, getting into the marketplace and getting into the mindset of my customer, one, yes, I don't ever want to create a product or service that I wouldn't really, I don't feel proud of. I don't feel like this is good enough for my own family. Then why do you feel like it's good enough for somebody else's family? But if your customer is happy and they're happy with the value that you provide, the price that you provide and the consistency that you provide, then don't have in your mind that you're not a good business owner. Right. By and large, that's, 33% 33% of the equation. Yeah. Well, Peter Drucker said that the, the primary purpose of business is to acquire and keep customers, you know? Yeah. But the thing that I think you'll notice is that for all of these things, the customer touches every one of these other areas. So so this is really foundational. Yeah. And to, to go back to Drucker, he had five core questions for every business owner. The first is, who is your customer? <laughs> right. Uh, and that's another question is what does your customer value? Yeah. So if you understand what is my product, who is my customer, what does my customer value? Those three questions, you, know, you take one of the greatest business minds ever. And it's like, okay, three of his five questions are <laughs> what's my product? Who's my customer? What do they value? Well, let's transition to a team. Talk to us a little bit, Joshua, about a happy team and, and what that looks like. And, and how do we know if we have a happy team? When I first started management, 
my father-in-law said something that is one of these things that has just been so profound and has proven true year after year after year, decade after decade. If you're working at a company, there's three things that are in the back of your mind that you're not going to be happy at the company if these three things are not met. The first is incentive. Mm-hmm. What is in this for me? If I'm if I, work is not a volunteer opportunity, work is I get paid to provide value to the owner. Well, what is the incentive? Is it the culture? Is it the a pr- the affirmation? Is it the just the cold hard cash? What is it? If you don't have the question answered for every person on your team, what is in this for me? There's mm-hmm. no incentive. The next two are clear expectations and communication. So my father-in-law said, every person has three questions in the back of their mind. What's in this for me? What is expected of me? And where do I stand? And so as we are business owners creating businesses to have a happy team, Mm -hmm. we've got to answer those questions. What is the incentive that I can provide to every person on the team, including myself, What is the expectation of what needs to be accomplished to receive that incentive? And then how are we doing at communicating? If if I'm not staying in touch and I feel like something is wrong, then I'm not happy even if I have all the money in the world. And even if I know exactly what I'm supposed to do, I've got to feel like we're we're relational people. We're relational beings. So every business owner, to to have a happy team, you got to have very clear incentive, expectation, and then communication. Now, there's tools, obviously, we designed all of the GrowAbility tools to help business owners with these sort of fundamentals. So like for your incentive, well, I've got to define my base, my benefits and my bonuses. So, you know, what, what, how do I establish my base pay in the area? What are the benefits that I'm going to provide? What are the bonuses? You know, for the expectation, we can set up a Rossi model. R-A-S-I, this is the responsibility, this is who they're accountable to, this is the support system, this is what needs informed, R-A-S-I, and then like, hey, here's our production targets, our scorecards, our scoreboards, and things like that. But from a general standpoint, I am a good business owner if my team has clear incentive, clear expectation, and great communication. These are the kind of things that you can say, hey, if you have a happy team, you are doing incredible things as a business owner. If you have a happy team and a happy customer, you are doing really incredible things you know, yeah. as a business owner. You're covering a huge swath of importance. I'm cognizant of the fact that in everything we've discussed so far, and, and, I, and I would bet everything that we're going to discuss for the rest of the day, secret business ninja knowledge is not the reality of what you need to be a good business owner. It's, it's not like, oh, I, I go to get my MBA and now I know the secret buttons to push on the calculator that are going to make my business flourish. Yeah. Guess what, Bernie? There's no secret buttons on the calculator. What you learn in business school is you know, often useless <laughs> for actually running a business. As lo- if it's disconnected from creating a happy customer creating a happy team and creating a happy wallet. Actually, that's primarily what happens in business school. It's all the happy wallet equation, but you won't stay in business long if you don't have a happy customer and you don't have a happy team. So focusing on, hey, 
okay, what's my happy customer? What's my happy team? Before I get to happy wallet is important. Absolutely. Hey, Joshua, we want to remind everyone listening today that uh, you are doing better than you think and you have more potential than you know. And we thank you for growing with us today at Growability. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Growability Podcast. This conversation will be continued in our next episode. The mission of Growability is to equip leaders to flourish in their life and work by developing vision, rhythm, and community. To discover more ways to flourish in your life and work, visit growability.com and speak with a certified Growability coach. Bernie and Joshua are also available for speaking engagements, workshops, and conferences. Subscribing to this podcast helps Growability equip leaders throughout the world, and we appreciate you tuning in. Thanks for growing with Growability. Growability.